Good afternoon, everyone. You're here for the pilot episode of Digital Defenders, a technology podcast brought to you by Techie Geek, your IT superheroes based in Staten Island, New York, with your hosts, Mike Bloomfield, and today's guest, Garrett Sklar. Hello. Hello, hello. I like that music. That's good music. So, Garrett, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I'm glad to have you here on our pilot episode of Digital Defenders, which is going to be a, for those of you who don't know, it's going to be a technology podcast. Um, We're going to probably do it once a week, maybe to start once every other week. Uh, Once every, yeah, once every other week. We're going to figure that out as we go. We're going to talk about technology different things in the news, cybersecurity, breaches, attacks, regulations, pop culture, because we all know I love talking about pop culture, mm-hmm. and technologies. We want to, this is going to be something fun for us to, and also going to bring on guests. So you are our pilot episode guest, so I welcome you here to the uh, to the stage. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be on this uh, pilot episode with you. And what is it that you do at Techie Geek? Not much. <laughs> well, that's clearly the case since you're sitting <laughs> here. November, yeah, so it's probably about a year and four months or so. Okay. Uh, I am a hybrid field and office technician. When I so hear the word hybrid, I think of like X-Files and the alien hybrids and mm-hmm. with the humans. Is that what you are? or Not quite. I do pretty much uh, desk Answering the phones, but I also go out in the field and uh, help out there. And when you go out in the field, is that with the cable guy? It is. Jimmy Wilcox. Why was my phone over on your side? This is my phone. This stays on my side. Sorry. Jimmy Wilcox, the cable guy. So you do a little bit of both. So not only you work here at the help desk, Mm -hmm. managing cybersecurity incidents, watching through, monitoring, Mm -hmm. help desk, taking phone calls, but you also get to go in the field, which... Personally, I miss it's fun, right? Being it able is. to step away from the desk, go out in the truck, mm-hmm. hang out with Jimmy, listen to his nonsense, but you know, be able to do stuff in the field. Why? I mean, you do obviously. I know what you do, but why don't you tell people what you do in the field? Uh, I guess primarily pulling cable. Uh, we also do like home stuff, so hanging TVs. We do that in the office too. Uh, Hanging TVs. Hanging TVs. Pulling Self. cable. Pulling cable. So you've been doing that for a year and four months now. Um, when you came, you know, did you come from a tech background? Were you were you working in the tech field? I wasn't. I was actually working uh, in a local animal hospital. That's kind of tech, right? No. Not at all? <laughs> Not at all. Oh, did you use a computer? I did. There you go. Okay. That's the only qualifications you need at Tech Geek <laughs> because we will help to teach you and train you. That's true. But, you know, it, it, it goes to show, you, you know, you had a background. Like you, you've, you've, you knew how to use computers. You were troubleshooting your own computers. But you weren't in the field, but this was the field you wanted to move into, correct? 100%. Right. And, and that's the one thing that we've done here year after year, and I tell other business owners, MSP owners, is you don't have to go out and look for the guy that knows everything. What we do is if, if you train them right, you have the right documentation, you and you understand the basics of computers, we could train you what we do and over time and you've come a long way. You didn't know how to pull cable. I don't think if I remember correctly, you didn't know how to terminate cable. I had no idea. 
Now you can do all that. Yeah. Now it's a uh, secondhand, second nature to me. Now who's quicker, you or Jimmy? Me. Jimmy can't see. <laughs> so what you're saying is Jimmy needs some glasses. He does. I do, think he has. Does he wear them though, or do I pay him to squint? You pay him to squint. Okay. Sure. <laughs> all right. I pay him to squint. We got. Him. She's looking for a laugh track, folks. We're gonna get there. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, and she, the producer is now laughing. Okay. <laughs> I like the laugh tracks. You're not supposed to laugh in the background. We're going to have to hook you up with a mic. So, you know, Christina, who is controlling the board we have, mm -hmm. uh, you know, here, we came up with this idea uh, probably about a year ago. Never did anything with it because that's what we do here at Tech Geek. We get extremely busy. We do a lot of different things and ideas come and go. And about, I want to say a month ago, six weeks ago, I finally had the itch and I started another podcast with a group of friends of mine, M2, uh, M2, M Squared Podcast. It's a marketing and branding podcast along with uh, Anthony Rapaculo from PR Cision and Dan Ryan with the Staten Island Media Group. And we've recorded now 10 episodes. But that really got, as you've seen in the past six weeks, we've upped our game. We've got equipment here. We got mics. We got HDMI switches, Rodecaster. Mm -hmm. Did a whole bunch of research. Lights. I don't know if you can see them on the camera, but we have some beautiful Govi, you know, flawed lamps, and we're ordering some more up lighting that's coming tomorrow. Nice. But there's a whole bunch of it, uh, experimentation the and foam. foam. Yeah, well, you can't see that. You might be able to see that on the camera. You can. We got Elgago Wave um, panels. We will do a future episode on actually kind of the equipment that mm -hmm. we we went with because that is something that a lot of business owners are looking to do is set up podcast so we will you know do an episode and talk about all the various equipment Good. but over the course of the six weeks we've implemented a ton of stuff and i've recorded 12 episodes i believe now with m squared and i think it was time for us to actually do it now the whole goal of this podcast that christine or i and have come up with is we don't want this to just be another boring podcast right technology can be boring we know that mm -hmm. But we want to be able to give information in a way that's going to be fun for the listener. Mm -hmm. Whether you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple, we are going to be uh, releasing this on all different podcast channels, uh, utilizing, if I believe, Anchor uh, FM. We will also be releasing videos out on YouTube. So for everyone watching, hey, oh, I, I broke the cardinal rule. I don't think we're supposed to look at the camera. Oh, Is that how it goes or is that only during an interview? I don't know. I don't know. But, um, you know, so went out, put a whole bunch of this, and we want this to be a podcast that people are going to enjoy, going to kind of listen, come to. We'll banter back and forth because anyone who knows me knows I love the banter. Mm -hmm. um, but talk about technology news, different things coming out, and, and, and such. So hopefully we don't lose people. Hopefully they enjoy this, and we're going to grow. Uh, look, who doesn't want to watch the IT superheroes? I think everyone does. And every once in a while, I will make sure we embed a video of me falling. That's perfect. There's a lot of those. Now, hey, come on. Now, let's talk about that. People say that IT is not dangerous. I plugged in a USB stick. What was that, Friday? Yeah, I think it was Friday yeah, before we Friday. went to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to do the recording over at the uh, Town Ferry Hawks. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I almost died and almost threw my chair out the window. Like... Literally, if you think about where my chair went, uh, 
it could have flew out the window. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so at this point in the broadcast, I'll make sure that when we edit this, Christine is going to put in here the video of me falling. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty nuts. Yeah. Like, let's clearly talk about that. Yeah. I literally bent over mm-hmm. to plugging a USB stick. Mm-hmm. I have a, who makes my chair? Uh, Secret Labs, right? Beautiful right. chairs. Secret yep. Labs make great chairs. They're heavy. Yeah. It's like 50 pounds, probably easy. That's a solid beast. Mm-hmm. Bent over. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the wheel came up just enough. And you see me in the video, like, oh. grab the hand. Yeah. Because like, I felt it. I was like, oh, no, this is going. Mm-hmm. Go to push it down. There was no stopping. Yeah. It kicked out right behind you. Oh, I did a split. You did a split. You were in a lot of pain, if I recall. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't that good. It, it sucked. Yeah. Christina came running in. Mm-hmm. She, well, she left, and then I think she heard the crash. As, <laughs> she saw it, folks, as the um, the uh, chair went uh, right on me. Mm-hmm. I went down, split, chair. Like, if that... How funny, though, would it have been if that chair flew out the window? That would have been amazing. I'm sure you would have been laughing. Oh, my God. Like, could you imagine if it went out onto a car? Like, uh. But this just proves, you know, people say, come on, IT is not dangerous. What's going to happen? Plugging in a USB mm-hmm. stick can caught, can be very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Look, we've been electrocuted like eight times while we were setting up in here because yeah. there's it's very cold out today and there's mm-hmm. a lot of stack electricity. Yep. We don't even have carpets. No. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to order some uh, some spray, and then we'll have to put an affiliate link to how to remove static uh, from the air with this, whatever spray we end up on Amazon. That's Because we got to try to monetize this at some, one, at yeah. some point. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so IT is dangerous. And, and look, we know that. You, you, you're you out in the field. Safety is, is, is important, right? Absolutely. Today you were out there uh, pulling cable. How high yeah. up were you guys? Uh, I don't know, 15 feet. 20 feet? You were probably higher than that. You were on right. top of rafters in a warehouse, right? Yeah, okay. You were, you were probably 25, 30 feet yeah. in an OSHA certified cage yes, in a forklift, yep. even though others might have made fun of you for being in that OSHA certified cage and yeah. saying they would just go up on a pallet safety, you know? Or on the forks of the forklift. On the for- Yeah, forks of the forklift. You bet. You ever, I'd like to see the video when they fall mm-hmm. and those forks go, you mm-hmm. know, right where. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> but no, safety, you know, so... IT is dangerous, no matter if you're sitting there and just plugging USB stick, maybe for me, but even out in the field. So safety is the number one thing. Now, that's just doing IT. Safety now when it comes to just an end user with their computers and cybersecurity, that's a whole nother story. So I pulled up some some news articles, right? Okay. Oakland mayor hopes that the ransomware attack is fixed within the next two weeks. So... The city of Oakland was hit with a ransomware attack. The mayor's hoping that they're back up and running in two weeks. Can you imagine, like, how many more stories do we have to read of mm-hmm. this happening? This is, um, and then and then it came out in the news a couple hours ago um, that the Oakland mayor, they're saying now in the attack, was employees, so Oakland uh, city employees, their passport IDs, social security numbers, oh, no phone numbers, all the information that mm-hmm. they had, you know, on file was stolen and is being leaked by the ransomware group. Oh, that's good. That's great. Yeah. That's a lot of personal information <laughs> so, being lost. So we've, what, what's happened is, and in, in, in over time, is ransomware is shifting. Mm-hmm. You know, three, four years ago, a ransomware attack, all the, as we know, they get in, they would ransom a computer, mm-hmm. 
you pay your, you know, if you had business continuity, which you never want to pay a ransomware group, you want to have, you want to be prepared. Business continuity. You want a pre- prevention of downtime. You got hit with ransomware. You go ahead, you, you go to your backups, your business continuity appliance, everything's sent on, and the hackers don't make money. So what's happening is the hackers realized very early on they were making money because all these businesses were, weren't properly prepared with business continuity. So who was paying the, the, these ransomware groups the Bitcoin to get their data back? Mm-hmm. Because we know if it's between paying a hacker group or going out of business, most organizations are going to pay. Well, as employees have luckily were starting to smarten up, they were put, putting business continuity in place. Mm-hmm. And some, that's all they were doing. They, they put business continuity appliances in place, and they were happy with it. And they didn't worry about, you know, prevention. Because guess what? If it happens, I'll just go to my appliance. I have, I have the backup. Mm-hmm. So ransomware groups are getting smart. Now they're taking the data. Well, unfortunately, saying taking the smart now they're taking the data, and yeah, you could go to business continuity to get the data back, mm-hmm. but they're ransoming you saying, well, if you don't pay us, we're going to release that data mm-hmm. on the dark web. Mm-hmm. So how do you stop that? It's a multi-layered cybersecurity approach. Mm-hmm. You have to prevent. You can't just hope and rely that, yes, my data is protected. I have these backups because the backups are great, but they don't stop the data from being leaked, right? The only way to stop them from leaking then is to pay them mm-hmm. unless you have prevention. Yeah. Why is it that you think all the, you know, many business owners don't actually protect themselves? Uh, yeah, I definitely think um, money financially is an issue for a lot of places. I also think it's probably the type of thing where nobody really expects it to happen to them. Um, and in the words of you, Quoting, uh, quoting you so often is uh, it's not if, but when. So it truly is not if, you know, it's not if, but when. But the other thing is a lot of small businesses believe it's not going to happen to them. But it's the, the truth of the matter is, is they're really just too small to make the news, hmm. right? They're not the Oakland city that's being hit. Right. You know, the small business in, you know, Staten Island, Austin, Texas, you know, throughout the country they're just too small to make the news. So mm-hmm. it happens to them. They live or die by their own sword, and it's not going to make the news. And, and that's the truth of the matter is, and it happens every day. Mm-hmm. I, I follow a number of cybersecurity, you know, websites that go over breaches and different hacks. You know, years ago, you can watch the site and see every day multiple, like, things be put out there. It was right. once every, you know, a week, once mm-hmm. this. Every day there's another breach. There's, you could literally go on Google, type cybersecurity news, and every day there's going to be more news articles related to different hacks. Mm-hmm. Like right now, LastPass hackers. Engineers fail. You can update Plex software. Oh, I didn't even read that one yet. Leads to massive data breach. It was related to Plex. Mm. Because why would it, so, so Plex, for those of you who don't know, is a media server. So... Plex is a way for you to store, uh, they have like a Plex DVR, so you can have a, a cable card and record uh, like cable to it. Mm-hmm. It's also a place where you could store like MP4s and movies media, yeah. and media. And that Plex is a way that you can then send it to devices throughout your house. So you have a media, you have a, like a Plex media server. Mm-hmm. You can watch it remotely, send it to TVs and such. Yep. So... This, in turn, it is said to have been possibly by exploiting a nearly three-year-old now-paxed floor in Plex 
to achieve code execution on the engineer's computer, the streaming media service told the Hacker News. The vulnerability in question was a floor-impacting Plex media server on the Windows allows a remote authenticated hacker to execute an arbitrary Python code in the context of the operating system user. The issue allowed an attacker access to server administrator's Plex account to upload a malicious file via the camera upload feature and have the media server execute it. Unfortunately, the LastPass employee never upgraded the software to activate the PaxPlex. Second statement, for reference, the version I addressed the exploit was roughly 75 versions ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here's Plex basically saying, don't look at us. Mm-hmm. We've updated this 75 versions ago. Don't, you know, don't blame us. Um, but it's weird because here we are. This is probably, you know, I, I have to look deeper into it. But if it was Plex relating... That's telling me this is probably more of a engineer who was working from home mm. on his own device because why would Plex come into play? Right. You know. In the office. So, yeah, that's a. Uh, I can even read that one, and that that news article was uh, two hours ago. Mm-hmm. So here we are. I guess uh, that's also a statement to uh, make sure you keep things updated. Well, and 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 that's truly. Um, that's truly the case, right? Mm-hmm. Most vulnerabilities are patched. Yep. Now, there's what's known as a zero-day exploit. So okay. many people don't know what a zero-day exploit is. A zero-day exploit is an exploit that basically is out and found in the wild mm-hmm. today, yep. right? There's been no warning. hack. There's no patch for it. A hacker has taken advantage of something, and it becomes what's known as a zero-day exploit. Mm-hmm. Zero-day exploits are the nastiest to take advantage uh, to kind of work through because that might mean the vendor hasn't even patched it yet. Yep. The log4j uh, uh, issue that happened what was like a, probably over a year ago a year now ago, yeah. was a zero-day exploit, right? Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a piece of code in log4j that's been there forever mm-hmm. that a hacker kind of found a, a, a way to exploit, and that mm-hmm. became a zero day. Like, as soon as it hit the wild, they figured it out, and they had to, like, release new versions. Mm-hmm. This isn't a zero-day exploit. No. This is an exploit that was fixed 75 versions ago. Right. Wait, so like three years? <laughs> well, 75 versions, yeah. Well, yeah. they said it was a shortcomings of recording in March 2020 yeah. and was addressed by Plex in May 7, 2020. So yeah, uh, it may, yeah, just about three years ago yeah. that was released. So now, for those of you who are listening and don't know about the LastPass hack, the LastPass hack, and 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 what's happening with this has been insane. Is the story has been changing? So over the past few months, if I think it first came out in December, November, December twenty twenty two, it came out that LastPass was hacked. Well, when they first released it and told everyone about it, they said that there were no passwords taking. It was, you know, they accessed a development environment and no, nothing was taking. Mm-hmm. A few weeks later, it came out that they've accessed the full development devi- environment mm-hmm. and downloaded the source code yep. and told everyone to go change their master keys yep. because if they have the source code, a, a good hacker can now figure out how to use that to Get decipher master keys. But they had no access to vaults, right? That's mm-hmm. where the blobs of data, where they store the password. Mm-hmm. And then, what was it, like three weeks ago? Yep. Two weeks ago, it came out that, no, 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 we were wrong. The hackers actually downloaded a full backup mm-hmm. of their blob storage 
that had people's backups of their vaults. And so now, once you have the backup of a blob, you have the software that's the source code of how it deciphers and encrypts. Mm -hmm. A hacker could technically unencrypt, figure out the passwords, and get in. And then they came in and said, oh, we highly recommend everyone change every password you have stored in LastPass, affecting how many users. Right. Easier said than done. Right. Well, and you, if I remember correctly, when I first told you they're telling you to change your passwords... You had recently told your parents to go on LastPass. Uh, how was that? Was that fun? No. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, my parents were, they had a need for some sort of password manager. I said, this is going to be great for you. This will handle all the issues that you're having. Sign them up. And it must have been two or three months. And then I was like, remember that password manager I signed you up for? I need to work on that because <laughs> uh, there was an issue. And, and now your parents, right? I'm sure they have a lot of passwords. Yes. But I'm sure... Not that many passwords. Like when you start to look at a business owner, right? When you have an organization that's storing passwords for different departments, social mm-hmm. media, HR, Amazon, all these different places, and mm-hmm. now you have multiple employees. Think of how much bigger that is. Yeah, now, the one thing I will tell you, and I'm going to tell everyone listening, is just because LastPass was hacked mm-hmm. and breached, that doesn't that shouldn't be your excuse not to use a password management tool. A password management tool is an absolute must. Mm-hmm. Goes back to it's not if but when, right? You have to be prepared. These types of breaches happening. Where LastPass failed, which is where most businesses fail, mm-hmm. is in their transparency to the breach. Mm-hmm. The, the cover-up, if you would, right? right? When it happened, it should have come out, not put people in compromising. Because when you come out in November and say, no, 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 you're fine, and then come out in February and say, oh, you might want to change your passwords. That's three, four months of people's passwords that could have been used against them. Mm-hmm. They should have come out right from the beginning and said, we're not sure um, where they had access. You know, there's a potential. Mm-hmm. We recommend you change all your passwords rather than just go change your master password. Mm-hmm. So that's where LastPass, that's where they're going to get fallout is not on how the fact that they had an issue, Mm -hmm. it's going to be the fallout on the fact of how they handled that issue. And it truly goes back to a small business. You're not judged that you had a hack because I'm telling you, even with the best cybersecurity solutions in place in a multi-layer, it still can happen to you. If any IT provider anywhere ever sits with you and tells a business owner, no, 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 no. You sign up with me. You will never be hacked. Run as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. Our job as an IT provider isn't to make you invincible. I wish we could, mm-hmm. but you you look at the Uber. You look at uh, Uber and, and, and um, Under Armour and all these other companies that have been hit. Mm-hmm. These are major Fortune 500 companies that have 500 employees, well, maybe not that many, but hundreds of employees that do cybersecurity, like on their team. Yeah. And they still get hit because hackers can, can they, they're good. Yeah. So it's possibly hit. It's making sure that you, you did your due diligence mm-hmm. that minimize their risk. And that's where an IT provider comes in, right? We come in to minimize risk mm-hmm. and to make it though that when you do get breached or you do have a hack, you recover on your time, incident recovery plans. And, you know, you're not just going, oh, my God, what can we do now? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's truly the, uh, the instincts of it. And 
because here we are when you when you have a managed service provider and you're handling your Windows updates, when things happen and zero exploits happen and which a CVE code, Microsoft releases bugs, devices, applications release updates. Mm -hmm. When you go and sit with a business owner and they're like, oh, I don't want to pay to upgrade Microsoft Office, right? And mm -hmm. they're using Microsoft Office. Like, use, I think we just see one used in 97 right, recently. 97, yeah. Right. We were doing Results. an assessment and someone was using Office 97. Well, it's just Office. I don't need the features of the newest one. It's not the features we care about. Mm -hmm. I understand you might not use mail merge or these. you might just be typing. Mm -hmm. It's all of the CVE security patches right. that have been fixed from 97 to where are we now? 2023. So what is that? 25 years? Six. <laughs> 25, 26 years? Yeah. All these soft, the security patches that you are missing, mm -hmm. that's what I'm concerned about. I don't right. care that you don't use the features. Um, when you don't update Windows properly, this is how things like this happen. So here we are. A last pass is because of Plex version, right? Mm -hmm. Again, this is why it's important to update. Yep. So let's move on off of that, you know, okay. type of stuff. I haven't, I saw today hit the wire that Sonos, so we also do, um, you know, home theaters. We mm -hmm. spoke about audio systems, has released their brand new speakers. And they look mm -hmm. pretty nice. So they have what they're calling the Sonos Era 100 and 300. They're nice-looking speakers. Mm -hmm. They're moving away from the model of the uh, the standard. So like the Sonos One, remember, was like yeah. that cylinder. Two, yeah. They still have that one, but yeah, it's they 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 look really nice. That does. Look it's nice. the Era 300, okay. and I think uh, the Era 100, which is really replacing the uh, the One. So still got the look of the One. Mm -hmm. The Era 100 is 250, black and white. And the Era 300 is their premium smart speaker, black and white, 449. Now, the one thing that I've been reading that they're doing is they now, so Sonos speakers are Wi-Fi speakers, right? They're smart home speakers. They connect to your Wi-Fi, and you basically utilize your phone as a controller, mm -hmm. right? That's all it is. It's a remote control. Well, with the Sonos Move and the Sonos Roam, those are the, the, their portable speakers. They gave it Bluetooth functionality. So if you were away from Wi-Fi, you could actually Bluetooth to the device. Right. So with the Sonos 100, uh, 100, Era 100 and Era 300, they now have Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and USB-C. Very cool. So uh, definitely the 300 does. Mm -hmm. Does the Era 100 have USB-C? That might just be Bluetooth uh, lying in. So, yeah, the, the 100 has lying in, which is nice because mm -hmm. the old Sonos ones did not have lying in. No, they didn't. So that's a nice new feature they're giving. I, I personally love Sonos. Yeah. You were, when did you find Sonos? When you got here? Is that the first time you really got first to begin really using it? it yeah. What do you think of it? Um, I definitely like it. I definitely like the ability to uh, pretty much control like let's say your whole house is audio just from your phone and you can control every different speaker that's in there. And they really like the sound bars. So the ship marks 28th. So they are shipping March 28th. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Like the sound, the, the Sonos arc, arc is, is nice. incredible. Mm -hmm. Like we have one right here. We have, yes, we do have an arc right here. Um, but the arc is incredible. You know, it's really nice sounding Dolby Atmos. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's phantom Atmos. It's not actually through multiple speakers, like in ceilings. It has multiple speakers in the, in the, the soundbar itself, but they sound incredible. Easy, 
Ease to use. The, the beautiful thing is when you have multi-zone, so no setup. Mm -hmm. So if you have it hooked up to a TV and there's a baseball game, you can now make that baseball game play through all the speakers. Mm -hmm. So if you're having a party or a Super Bowl mm -hmm. and you want to listen to the game in the kitchen, you literally could just pipe it and group everything together. Mm -hmm. I love Sonos. Um, and we, you know, I'm excited. I actually... I must be off of my game a little because I'm sure some of our distributors have probably sent us information that because we usually get like a heads up it's coming yeah. out, and all of a sudden I got this thing today and it's like error 100, error 300. I'm like, what is that? Mm -hmm. But they're really nice looking, so you know what that means. I'll be buying something. Nice. We'll have to try the error 300. We'll have to test it out, and we'll probably have to buy one to give away sometime. That's how we'll get followers. We'll give away. Mm -hmm. We always like to give away some fun stuff. I think uh, the tech office is missing some uh, Sonos equipment. No, you have Sonos speakers in the ceiling. We don't have that many. You have two. How many do you need in that room? <laughs> Four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That scared the beep out of me. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Um, well, here with the live audience, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Thank you, the live <laughs> audience. But um. Yeah, so Sonos. How long have we been talking now? I think we've been talking about 35, 40 minutes. Yeah. So, um, you know, this the whole point of this podcast is going to be bring some awareness out there, you know, education, uh, talk about different topics, mm -hmm. banter. But you're not watching Last of Us, right? No, I actually started playing it not too long ago. But on a console? Yes, PS4. Josh was telling me that I guess Last of Us is coming out in May, I think, for PC. Oh, is it? That'd be cool. That's what he said. Yeah, I'll yeah. play when it's in PC. But you know you don't have to watch the, like, play the game to watch the movie, right? No, I know. Movie or show? Show, sorry. Show. Nine episodes, um, finale is coming yeah. up. Uh, no, but I feel like I kind of enjoy playing it better than just sitting okay. and watching it. Yeah. Personal. The next game I can't wait to play, which I thought was supposed to be out. Can I take a guess? Yeah, you know which one. Go ahead. Is it a Spider-Man game? No. <laughs> Is there any Spider games coming out? Oh, I don't know. Jedi Survivor. Oh, I should have figured. Okay. Should have figured. Star Wars, Marvel, right? I got a 50-50 shot. You got a 50-50. I thought it was coming out in March. Okay. But the last I looked, I went to go, and I think it's May now. And now it's in January. When is the release date? Um, did you you don't you did you play full uh, people getting bored? <laughs> Thanks. What was your question? <laughs> what was your question? Uh, April twenty eighth, two thousand twenty three. It says now, according to two sources. Okay. I don't know if that's real, but that would be great because that's only a what few day days after my that? birthday. Why would I look up what day of the week that is? Oh, because we gotta see if Josh is gonna take off. I want to see if you're gonna take off. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm gonna take off, no. <laughs> Unfortunately. Being a business owner, we don't get to take off. <laughs> no days off? No days off. I'll just play from my desk. Oh, okay. You can't do that, but I can. <laughs> we know that that's like the dream of being yeah. the business owner. It doesn't right. actually happen. No. Um, I am excited for Jedi Survivor. You did not play Falling Order? No. Such a good game. You don't like yeah. Star Wars? Not. I mean, I'll, I'll watch it, but I, I never really, I never actually tried playing one of the games. <laughs> Falling Order, like, I just recently played and was probably one of my favorite games. Okay. You ever play the game Alan Wake? No. I was a fun game. Yeah. That's the game like it's in the dark and you have a flashlight. Flashlight, right. I've that seen was, it. That was a fun game. Mm -hmm. Oh, Reggie. Um, let's start to bring this to a wrap for this episode. We are here past 5.15 now. Okay. I know our producer, I think, is starting to fall asleep. But, uh, you know, so 
thank you to Garrett for being our first guest. Any last words, anything you want to tell anybody listening? Um, am I going to get paid overtime for this? No. <laughs> I think that's a no. I'm sure you're just going to put the hours in. So, of yeah. Well, but if you're a guest on a podcast, should you get paid? Yeah. So, Christine is not a guest. Oh, Reggie. So, um, and how could they, how could our followers find you on social media? Find me? <laughs> Do you want them to find you or you prefer they go? Uh, on Facebook. I don't know. <laughs> just go on Facebook and search I don't know and see what comes up if you find Garrett you found him um, but no I am Mike Bloomfield you can find find Techie Geek at, at Techie Geek on all uh, TikTok YouTube and you never know what you might find a video of me falling hopefully not down the steps mm-hmm. but we thank you for joining us for the pilot episode of I don't even remember the name Digital Defenders that's how you know it's getting late Thank you, everyone. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.